Thanks for tuning into my new show, Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. I'm Steve Ray, author of the book, How to Get U.S. Market Ready. And in my previous podcast, I shared some of the lessons I've learned from 30 years in the wine and spirits business, helping brands enter and grow in the U.S. market. This series will be dedicated to the personalities who have been working in the Italian wine sector in the U.S., their experiences, challenges, and personal stories. I'll uncover the roads that they walked, shedding light on current trends, business strategies, and their unique brands. So, thanks for listening in, and let's get to the interview. Hi, this is Steve Ray, and welcome to this week's edition of Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. This week, I'm pleased to have uh, as a guest Jeff Nadeau, who is the Strategic Business Development Director at 3x3, and 3x3 is a a fascinating company we're going to explore in in detail now, but just uh, say, give a quick hello, uh, introduce Jeff, and uh, why don't you give us a quick uh, bio of how you got where we are to be talking today, and particularly your background experience and uh, customer-facing roles. Yeah, Steve, thank you. Um... It goes all the way back to the mid-90s when I started working uh, in retail, in wine shops in Boston when I was a, a grad school member. And I didn't know anything about wine. I took the job as a driver just to, while I was getting my master's degree. And one thing led to the next. I started learning more about wines, started working more with consumers. Uh, life goes on. You get married, you have kids. Uh, we started a store in the suburbs of Boston. And we've been running that currently for the last uh, 14 years and a lot of customer uh, facing duties with that. So I've built not only uh, relationships face to face with people as individuals, as human beings, but also through wine and the enjoyment of wine and the education of wine. So um, I took that and then there was an opportunity that came up that I noticed about three by three, a burgeoning startup uh, in the in this field. And. I felt like I wanted to be a part of something larger in the industry and how I could impact impact it uh, nationally or even globally. So that's that's what leads me to the 3x3. And we started uh, early 2018, and I was brought on board for Massachusetts. Well, let's, before you get into that, start off with what is the concept of 3x3 and that what is that attracted you to it? What what I what attracted me the most to it was uh, they had a need to connect with retailers to pitch them on a portal where we would connect through their POS and capture shopper data, insights about their store that they may not know is happening. I mean, every all most of them have POS. There's not many left with with uh, cash registers. So. And we're talking about what I would call independent retailers. Certainly, could be chains, but dedicated um, wine and spirit stores, package stores, as we might say. Exactly, independent, local, one or two store chains, one store, uh, multiple larger chains, and we've grown across the country. Uh, a lot of it started here in the Northeast, in Massachusetts, and in New York and New Jersey, is where we we began in in connecting with uh, independents. So. Can you share with us the names of um, some of your uh, recognizable uh, participating retailers? Yeah. Um, in the Northeast, we've got a lot of the, the the older guard stores like Gordon's, Julio's, which has been around. He's a very good member of ours. Uh, Yankee, um, 
And in New York, New Jersey, we've worked with Bottle King. We've worked in New York with um, Viscount, which is an upstate New York wine and spirits discount warehouse. Some of the more progressive, larger stores like that, but also smaller uh, stores, smaller, like uh, just for example, in Massachusetts, we work with um, the Spirit Shop, which is in Greenfield, Gill and Sunderland, some of those more rural areas. So pretty much runs the gamut. So the concept here is connecting with the retailer POS system. To what end? So tell us all, all about 3x3. Three three. Yeah, so in the beginning, 2018, 2019, we built up a member base of 1,000 plus stores that are connected through their POS to our data warehouse where we build a portal for each retailer that gives them insights into what's selling in their store, what it's selling with. So a portal meaning a dashboard that they can see that takes their POS information and presents it in graphically, graphic form that they can then turn data into information and information into insight? Exactly. The idea was we'd be providing them with information that their POS didn't necessarily give them. So it wasn't intended to be a mirror uh, of their POS. We wanted to be able to show them uh, insights that were taking place in their store through that portal, such as which products sell with what, and give them the power to use that data to, to make changes in their store and how they promote, how they set up their store, things like that. Okay. Keep 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 going with the description. Uh, As a listener here, I want to find what is this thing? How, how you know is, is it something I subscribe to? How do I? Yeah, so they 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 would subscribe to this by agreeing to to come on board with us. In the beginning, we we offered it as a free service, and then there was a cost associated with it once we had grown it out. But they could log in at any time, look at the trends that are happening in their store and also on the network, meaning in their market area. So. In Massachusetts, a retailer could could click on mass and see what's trending in the entire state with aggregated, anonymized information. And then with their own store, they could see specifically the products that were trending or selling and how they sold in terms of quantity, price, um, and better and more more powerfully, the market basket analysis that we did in terms of how products sell with each other, the patterns that we see. So if someone came to the counter with a group of items, we were analyzing that every time and laying it out for them. Cool. So can you can you give us a, a top-line example of a retailer that um, had, a, had a benefit from the, the core function of this and how that worked? Yeah. So we would have specific retailers uh, throughout the country that would use this data uh, in, you know, primarily in their marketing. So if they, they would look at that. And in some cases we could walk them through seeing the patterns and use that actionably either with themselves or even with their distributorship and say, you know, I don't want to take a certain product on because I've been, I have this analysis tool that tells me that I haven't done that well with that product for some time now, you know, and they can look back year to year. So those are, those are a couple of things that specific, shops would do. Now there, there's other ones that would have it running in the background. And I don't know if they necessarily would use it on a daily basis the way some others would. So there were varying levels of, of use among the retailers that did it. But all the while, we're capturing this as well on our end. And we can, we can be able to, to report back to them to what we're seeing on our end. And also it leads into the next phase of where 
three by three went. And so late 2019, late 2019, head into 2020, we had amassed all of the shopper data. We're providing a portal for retailers. And the research we did on the feedback we'd get is that many retailers used it, like I was saying, and some didn't because there was a lot of information and they didn't necessarily know how to use it. So it was this very valuable portal that they had with all this great information that was coming to them directly from the shopper. And we felt like we needed to build something to help them guide, guide them along to make the connections that they needed to make. And that's when we started using the, the data that we had to start driving digital media and localize it around their store to capture new consumers and try. Yeah. And that, uh, to me, that's the key to what you had used the phrase when we were um, initially talking about account-specific programming on steroids. So uh, ex expand on that, if you would. Yeah. So the, the information you're getting from your POS is one thing. It's not very actionable for anybody else, third party, most of the time. You know what I mean? With, with us having you there, you have a portal as a retailer, but you also have us in the background amassing all of this information that we can put to good use for you. So that's kind of the, if you're alluding to the, uh, the, the steroid aspect of it, it's more powerful, more built up than you ordinarily would get from just a static old style. Most of the time, a lot of retailers were using uh, just file-based systems that were you know, out of the 80s or 90s. So there's not a lot you could do with connectivity with a, with a POS system like that, with a data that you would capture alone with the POS. So using us is like getting an injection. If you want to use that analogy in terms of uh, growth, you know what I mean? If you're growing something, the growth uh, is more, is, is more uh, palpable using us than standing in front of your old POS, noticing the customers that are coming in, but have no idea how to grow your business from that. Right. And that's the insights part of it um, that, in, it's not only just your store, you can compare yourself against norms of um, not just your competitive set, but your peers in the industry by state or by region or, you know, nationally. And I, I think that the big value there that struck me was it's enabling independent retailers to compete at a higher level and choose the products and inventory and offerings that they have and provide better service to consumers by better understanding not only what their customers do, but what other customers do in stores like them. Exactly. It just gives them a win. It gave, you know, it gives them now, but this is like the beginning and stages of where we were at. It was giving them that um, a more direct line into what's happening with their peers anonymously, like you were saying, and then with their, their customers directly. But it was more raw data, if you think about it that way, that they had to, uh, to assimilate or assess too, and assimilate to uh, other actions that made them money, so to speak. So that connection wasn't there yet. You know, you know what I mean, Steve? So we, we had the raw beginnings of something that was, that's very powerful at that point. How this actually then works is you're really empowering the merchant to be able to do a better job to know their customers, if not individually, collectively, and be able to provide better service to them with guided selections um, or other insights from behavior. 
Can you give us an example of how that helps an individual retailer? Not in terms of a lift of a volume necessarily, but in terms of helping them to compete with everything that's out there, particularly third-party delivery and um, e-commerce. Yeah. So with if you think about just the basis of what we are capturing and the raw data and aggregated information that we are giving the retailer, that's the start. So with that, you could be able to understand your market, like you're saying, understand your store to a certain extent. But then it's like, and then the next step is, what do I choose to stock on the shelf? What do I choose from a distributor that's asking me to buy certain products? Uh, it gives me more leverage with them. And then the next step leading into this is, how can we connect the data to um, marketing tools that could capture the consumer and then drive them to the store or drive them to e-commerce platforms that have been proliferating for the last three or four years. And of course, last year blew up with COVID. And so there'll be certain third-party companies, e-commerce companies that are out there that retailers have use of. And they don't really have active ways of being able to drive people to it. So you can have it, but it's how do I get the word out there about my business and what I'm offering locally and be able to drive it to either my store, which is the old way and still pertinent, um, or to the new world of e-commerce. So we, come, we filled a, a real need during the uh, going into 2020 when everything stopped and retailers were scrambling for ways to sell their products because people couldn't come into stores. And it kind of coalesced at a great time where we were transitioning into, into using digital media, using our data. That's where it goes back to Steve, that step one is the data. Step two is now we're using this data to help retailers more proactively for them instead of just giving it to them and having them figure out how to use it or to consult with them on general topics of how to use it, we are going to use it without having to consult with them in terms of making it productive to drive local consumers and hit them on the, on the, on the platforms that they're on, Facebook, Instagram, um, mobile app, uh, browser. So it's an ad, uh, it's an ad driven medium um, that the, the way I look at it is, so you're really allowing a producer slash importer, domestic producer or imported brand to connect with retailers through this portal or platform uh, without bypassing the three tier system, without alienating um, distributor sales um, and providing value. So everybody wins. And I think from a, a supplier perspective, that's what particularly interested me. Um, we don't usually have a way to communicate with retailers efficiently beyond sending people in there. And that's pretty expensive. Exactly, Steve. That was the next leap beyond retailer. We brought the brands in maybe mid 2020. We started working directly with brands with solutions like this. And we've seen it's been very powerful in terms of being able to reach consumers through the distribution points that brands already have. And like with Cappy, so to speak, in Massachusetts, we work with them uh, on their own uh, 
uh, ads to locally around three stores to drive traffic in, like I was saying. And now they're working with brands that we're bringing to them where we can lift ads funded by a, by a brand and run it on the same platform that they're running locally uh, as a retailer and do the job pretty quickly in terms of assisting the brand in showing how many people engaged with the ad, how many people um, shared the, shared the, the ad on, on Facebook or Instagram, gives them some idea of who clicked through, gives them some idea of purchase volume through the e-commerce or through the data that we already capture for Cappies, because Cappies came on very early with us with um, the data bar platform, which is the portal, which I didn't say before. Uh, they have that, so we have access to that. So we can see the sales lift for a brand, or we can connect to Google Analytics and really dive deep into how that particular product moved during that month-long campaign or three months-long campaign or however long we're running with a brand to promote it. This is a very easy channel with us being the conduit connecting those two things. And I think that's, when you think about three by three, the three-tier system, that's where the name comes from. We're, we're really trying to connect those three tiers, but mostly if you think about three as well, that other three could be consumer, brand, um, and retailer. Those, those, are the, those, those are the three components that make this whole engine work. And as you know, it ends with the retailer. It's a, it's a, it's a, a journey, right? It start, starts in the vineyard, let's say, if, it's wine, if, the, if it, we're talking about wine. And it ends with the, the wine being poured in the glass and how we can impact that journey in this industry with the data that we have and the media that we run and the programs that we can provide brands, retailers to engage the consumer with the products that they really want and get them into the stores that are near them locally. It's very much about local. So you have a retail shop that's local we want to see, look into who are the people around those stores that are currently looking for products that they love and how can we engage them and get them to the retailer and then they're happy and the consumer's happy because they got what they want. And then the brand is getting all these insights into that localized area. So it's, it's very, very powerful when you connect all the th- the, those three dots. Okay, can you can you share some uh, experiences and maybe some numbers with us to uh, get a better understanding of how it all works on the the data side? Use Cappies uh, as an example. So you're running ads on Facebook and Instagram to drive traffic into the stores that are specifically directed to, in this case, directing them to. Cappy's stores. How does this work from a regulatory view where uh, generally as suppliers, we go by the guideline of if you're going to do any promotions of any given store, um, you have to do what you can't, that you have to at least mention in advertising and those kinds of things, three stores. And yet in this case, you're working with one store. How does that fit in the whole regulatory environment? Yeah. With Cappy's, we're we're running media with many different stores in Massachusetts to promote lot of lot of similar products perhaps but just in different areas we're also doing it through three by three which is a third party that's outside the three-tier system so um, no store is directly doing that on their own of course they can advertise on their own through facebook as well 
if if they so chose to build ads and run them through the Facebook audience platform on their own. So legislatively or it, it, regulatory, it fits it fits within the the the, the regulations that that we have set forth across the country. And so what kind of adoption have you seen on the part of uh, retailers on one side and then also suppliers on the other? I mean, how many people are using this? Uh, do you have, how receptive have suppliers been in working with this program uh, in terms of number of accounts you've got and a uh, number of brands that you're working with and that kind of thing? Yeah, we have, we have a multitude of brands that are working with us now and a multitude of retailers that are working with us now. And um, many of the retailers are, are doing this at a higher spend level than when we first started because we saw the, the benefit of being able to run more ads for them, provide more service for them, to be able to customize some of the media that we run and to report in, on it and optimize the ads much better and show some some attribution that's always been the key with uh with marketing is trying to give connect results the roi right I, this is the input and this is what i i got out of it so how many stores uh, are in the system now and what, what's your goal and where are you on that path if you want to combine uh the, all of the products that we're working with thousand to any like i would say uh thousand plus probably probably closer to 1200 stores that are working either with the data bar package that we work with, the data piece, data and marketing together. So there's many stores that are using all the products. There's some stores that are just using data right now. So yeah, Steve, to answer your question on that, it's a thousand, thousand to, to maybe fourteen hundred, somewhere in that range. So our goal is is to get to five thousand retailers. We just launched a new initiative, a free membership with retailers where they can get insights, network insights in, into their local market, get information about the industry from us. And then we're, we have other partnerships that we've made as an offer to them that they can use within this membership. So we want to get 5,000 stores by the end of the year onto that. And then we're, we're developing a new product that will um, capture more direct marketing to consumer type of a strategy uh, with the new regulations that are coming forth with the end of cookies and location services being ended. Uh, explain that, because I'm sure a lot of people, I know about this cookie thing and this pixels and all that kind of stuff, but what, what is uh, the implication of, of all that? Yeah, I can't delve too deep into that because we're just developing that. We don't really want to release it yet, but it's um, it's based on uh, the the regulations that are you see happening with uh, cookies ultimately going to be disabled. So the old marketing, uh, the old ways of marketing to uh, to third party IP addresses, people that visit sites, the old, the old ways of, of um, ads being run to those third party sources will be you know phased out. And then location services not being enabled or not being chose to be enabled will not allow us to track any in-store activity through third-party sources. So uh, we're, we're developing a way that we can address uh, consumers directly with the marketing initiatives that we're, we're going to be working with in the future. 
So it seems to me that um, I imagine there's a um, a dashboard as part of this. How uh, difficult is it for a retailer who uh, to to use the tool and to understand it and to draw the conclusions and um, uh, what kind of support do you guys offer to help uh, you know onboard them so that they can do the analysis themselves? Yeah, for for the retailer, it's a very the way it is now. It's very high touch. We work one on one with many of our you know, top retailers that we we work with that are at a higher spending level with the media to customize some of the ads to meet with them and, and evaluate on how the progress is going, what we're reaching, what we're capturing, and what we're what we can attribute, things like that. So um, there's no dashboard for that. We, we're looking into bringing back a, a dashboard that will incorporate the marketing that we're doing in the future. Uh, so right now, it's it, it's a very high service oriented. So if a, if a retailer was looking to work with us with media um, today, we would we would set it up so that there's a there's a strategy in place of what we'd want to accomplish. It's not a just just pick a bunch of ads, have them run, and and we don't communicate with you and you just get a basic report. This is a little bit more, more of a, a high, a higher, um, service program. And I'm presuming that, so it works for wines, it works for spirits, it works for domestic products, and it also works for imported products. And that's kind of anything that's coming through the POS system here too, I suppose, and RTDs and ciders and all the amazing things that seem to be exploding in the marketplace. Uh, yes. Yeah. Steve, the way this is set up right now in its current form is that uh, we work primarily through e-commerce platforms to drive uh, engagements and hopefully sales for them. There's no guarantee that we can do that, but we're giving them more of a window into that through using the technology that's available through e-commerce platforms where you can have a pixel on there that can give you insights. Yeah. So that's the real value of that store uh, traffic with this system is because of the location services that were changed with the update of the iOS 14 is just not as reliable to report on. So um, at this present time, uh, e-commerce, if you have a viable one, one that you uh, update all the time, the product is correct, you have, you know, it looks like you're a, 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 bur you know, a burgeoning business that's, you're not just leaving it there. You're not building a site and just having it sit there with nothing on it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of these third-party e-commerce platforms that are actively updated all the time where we match up what's going on there with the ads that we're running. And we've seen very good results in that. In, if, in that way, uh, and with different calls to action with delivery, curbside was big when we, when that was happening. So we would we would be able to measure and see where the traffic's coming from, where they're getting the best re results, and advise them that we should do more of this. So so Steve, it was a, more of a of a min, It's like a mini, uh, not to say an agency because we're not like that, but just a little bit of higher service to be able to. You, to, to prescribe to the retailer our knowledge of the situation as it's unfolding. 
Cool. Okay, um, um, we're coming to the end of uh, time allotment here, but one of the things I like to uh, ask my guests at the end of the show is, what's a big takeaway that uh, that they can take away from um, what they've heard today? Is there anything that they can do that uh, can be used immediately to benefit their businesses, whether they're you know a lot of listeners or distributors, um, brands? Um, and uh, retailers, of course. Um, is there anything that we talked about that you said, no, here's something that everybody can use right away? Yeah, right away, we can give you the connection, if you're a retailer, to the consumer. And if you're a brand, we can give you the connection to the retailer that, of course, has the consumer. So what I mean by that is the brand needs assistance in either opening up new distrib- distribution or supporting the distribution that they already have at certain retailers. Our relationships help in all of, when we built up this network, Steve, of thousand plus stores, those relationships are there and we can use them as we do today with brands to help them make that connection through that shop to run media, to gain awareness to the consumer through that store. And if a brand wants to run general awareness, that's an easy lift too, where we don't need to have uh, store branded information on an ad to run it in a market. We can, we can run media for a brand and measure uh, the engagements through their own website and their own Facebook account. Okay, thanks. So we're talking today with uh, Jeff Nadeau, who is the Strategic Business Development Director for 3x3. That's 3x3.com. Is that correct? Yeah. No, it's 3 by 3 dot uh, us so www.3by3.us okay uh, mea culpa uh, three by three yep, sorry <laughs> <laughs> dot us okay cool so once again thanks to jeff nadeau of three by three this is steve ray and i look forward to having you join us next week on uh, get us market ready with italian wine people thank you for listening This is Steve Ray. Thanks again for listening on behalf of the Italian Wine Podcast.